Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We talk about the intersection of black holes and soccer. Episode 991 Moto 100. Almost there. Can I, can I say it? Oh, oh, oh you did it, Go ahead. You about to say It's like, can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? 992000. 992000. I <laughs> hey man, that's why I used to come on the club. I don't care who was nearby. You was like, I'm, I'm dancing with somebody. Yeah. You, 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 could, you could be on the wall all night long. You hear that one song? It's like, I'm gonna find something. I'm gonna find something. You got your boys here. You got your boy Grego here. Yo, you got the night that the, uh, we won on the MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. The night Yo. we won the MLS Cup. Yes. It was cold and rainy outside. They, they threw that song on in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah. It still like, went you go, off. Like you go back into our archives, I think that was like episode like four or five. And we were talking about that shit. It's like whoever was, was rocking that uh was rocking the songs uh during post game, that shit was done. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, you got your boy here, Grego here, got your boy TK on the ones and twos. Got mayor in the building. Got coach here. What's going on, people? What it do? Cool, cool, cool. Of course, like I said, we are episode ninety-nine, one mode of episode one hundred. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. We are. It's been a crazy week. We got NFL on Wednesday, MLS on Thursday. Like it's 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 so it's it's so weird right now. Like I, I don't know how to explain it right now, but we're gonna do our best to. To give y'all give y'all the good shit. Of course, thank you guys for listening to us on your favorite podcast apps: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, like all, all the shits, like iHeartRadio, like all, all all of them, man. Of course, on our YouTube channel, FTCUTD. But um, of course, uh, what a I think we gotta take a pause real quick because as we were uh, publishing last week's episode we got the gigantic news about we lost a we lost a king in this game Titan, yeah. like I can't even I spent like the the half of last week and like going into Thanksgiving just trying to figure out like how like, how, like what can you really equate losing Diego Maradona, like, like to like to the game of soccer as a whole, it's like it's like losing a president. It's like losing a king. It's like, like he's that big. It's basically like him, Pele, maybe Messi, maybe Zidane, but he's up. He's basically right there at the tippy tippy top. And uh, at the age of of sixty, you know, I tell people all the time, it's hard as hell getting old. It's hard as hell. 
And he definitely gave that shit a good damn run. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how Thanksgiving was for you all, but uh, that day on Thursday, and you know, growing up in a Southern black household, again, my brother and I were the only ones who played soccer till this day. My mom and dad still don't know anything about soccer. And so, uh, all I know my, is they kicked the ball. They kicked the ball. <laughs> can't use your hands. <laughs> and then they're like, Tony, why did you use your hands? Are you special? I'm like, yes. Yes, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously, my dad was like, Tony, I, I, I heard on the news that, you know, some soccer player in Argentina died. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, he wasn't no Pele. I was like, ooh, but we can almost, have this almost. <laughs> and then I was like, that is just like you know how everybody talks about LeBron and MJ. I was like, this is the same discussion everybody has. If 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 soccer was as a mainstream culture as it is here in the barbershops, you would be hearing the battle between Pele and Maradona. Right, hands down. Hands down. Um, just like nowadays, we talk about Messi and Ronaldo. <clears throat> Old days, it was Pele and Maradona who's better. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, like, I, I, of course, we started this year losing Kobe. It, I guess it, I guess soccer wouldn't be immune if we if we didn't lose somebody huge and uh, losing Maradona. It's like, damn, man, because like cause he was uh, managing down in Argentina at uh, Gimnasio. I'm not mistaken and yeah like because like he just had like surgery like a couple weeks ago like i think uh barely yeah just barely a couple weeks ago yeah and i think it's two weeks ago he was like just admitted yeah. out of the hospital and, like it's, it's, it's wild that basically a month a month later he's gone and for of course the resume kind of speaks for itself you know world player of the year world cup winner 1986 um, player of the tournament down for that World Cup took Argentina to two straight World Cup finals in '86 and 1990. Um, took Napoli to uh, two Serie A titles when basically they were never ever supposed to be thought of as a actual title contender. And you know, it's um, obviously people from all over the world have been, just been showering with tributes. Like I've. Like if you ever like just take your time on YouTube, just like you search up Diego Maradona, of course you're gonna see all the tributes, see all the highlights. From there's a, there's all there's this one video that's famous that we posted on Twitter uh, of him like warming up before a game and uh, playing a song like Live in Life, and shoes are untied, basically you know in his warm up gear and like not a carefree thought in the world. It's like, it's basically a, a man and his ball and you can't make up that kind of passion that someone enjoyed that someone has for the game. Like the best way I could put it is to, as if, you know how some people say like you're married to the ball. That's how that video looks. It's like nobody else has that type of control. Nobody else has that kind of love. So, Essentially, you know, that video I posted as well on my Twitter and <clears throat> I actually showed it to my dad to show him like the skills and just like the, like you said, that pure joy. Um, you know, that vi that video was also in the documentary that's on HBO about his life. And if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's, Absolutely. <laughs> the footage that, 
they got is all like personal footage from my, either from family members and friends and it talks about all the drama of his life. Um, and it's, it definitely gives you a, a perspective that never has been seen before. But the video was in you know, the game as he was warming up Monopoly and he had this famous quote that he had said in the documentary as well too, that he said that the ball was his toy. And like, as soon as he said that, I was like, damn right. That's like, that's how you got to view the ball. Like it's your toy. You can play with it. It's yours to keep. Yeah. You're going to share it from time to time with your friends and your buddies. Right. Or whatever. But it's yours to get back and to keep exploring with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, you know, in that video, that is definitely just a microcosm of what he was in the game of soccer. And I mean, I highly recommend you all watch the if you don't have HBO or HBO Max, I'm sure it's still someone. Ask, ask a homie. Ask a homie. <laughs> hey Check homie. Out. Knock, 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 knock. Need <laughs> the login. <laughs> you definitely need to check that out. Um, but you know, it, it's it's great too to see all these tributes and you know, people across sports are paying homage to them and you know, TK and I were just joking a second ago. I mean, to, I'm gonna be real with you. I thought he was on borrowed time, you know, because as as, as the as he, the media likes to say, he was no angel. <laughs> I mean, he lived a rough life, and when I say rough, that man partied and he did drugs hard, and so that was no secret. And he was still doing it well into his coaching years, you know, so. Um, he was doing it in 2018 on national TV. Let's right. I mean, so it's oh, yeah, I remember that video. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 there's a video, there's a a video of him, like it had to be like years like a year or two ago, or basically, like they where they like kind of like no, like you you know, because that's at the world, like this, like when he was coaching, and like they basically like just like like they gave him his shit, like right there on the journey, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, like, why y'all, why y'all got the camera on me, man? Like, y'all, fuck off. Yeah. It, it's so obvious because they, they have like his people mob around him for a second and then he just yeah. like disappears. It's like some shit you do with your friends and you're like, I don't know, 20 years old on the beach or smoking some weed and like, hey, the wind's blowing real hard. Circle up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no one to see me. <laughs> but no, like, I, I think that, you know, for someone who lived he definitely lived a full life he definitely definitely left a mark i think that he changed the game pretty much forever because he was definitely especially at at that time where there weren't really a lot of personalities in the game and he's all personality like even like like i said you go look at a lot of those videos on youtube like you know, even as a retired player, like he had a he had his um his own box down in Argentina at Boca Juniors, like he's still supporting with a shirt off, like going like a straight up madman. And uh, like, show us again, bro. I mean, uh, show us again, uh, God TK. What was he doing sometimes in the box? <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for, the, for those of y'all who missed that, like that's TK, you know, with his foot long middle fingers, you know, flip, flip off everybody. But um, it's it, it, subscribe it, to the YouTube channel. It's almost channel. like the the Scarface voice, you motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. 
but it, it goes to show you like, like that like that passion was always there it never went away even even when he retired even when he coached a national team in uh 2010 at the world cup that year like that passion never ever ever died like it's like you have so many people who like they try to fi- figure out a way like you know once their play days are over to kind of you know switch off and kind of distance themselves in some way or form that that love and that passion never went away i think that you know even despite the flaws um uh, one of the homies, uh, Alexis Guerrero's from the Cooligans. Like he, uh, he actually had a really nice uh, tribute on Twitter. He's talking about like how, you know, the thing that makes him so beloved is that he actually was a very human being. Like you saw all the flaws. He wasn't out there, you know, being perfect. Like he basically lived his life, you know, on his own terms. Un- and unapologetic about it. Right. <laughs> unapologetic about it. And like uh, uh, the way I look at it, like he is like whoever, like if there's like there's there's few people out here that have that can really live up to the term the people's champion. That's that's Maradona. He's absolutely a people's champion. Like he was a man of the people. No matter where he was, he fitted anywhere he went, and he made that shit work. But... Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I just can't believe we have been speaking about this man's great legacy, great career legacy, for about ten minutes, and we ain't brought up the the old oopty doop. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about the old oopty doop. Which oopty doop? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, I actually that up. So I was surprised <laughs> to see a lot of English people praise him because. That 86 World Cup, that's where the infamous, notorious hand of God play occurred against England. And that, and that, you know, denied England winning the World Cup. I mean, he went on to score again or whatever, but. uh, And that's, and that, like, I actually watched, um, like, the game in full, like, uh, over the weekend. And you had the first goal the hand of god that happened like in the 51st minute then like they're the best the goal, then the goal that happened like right after that's basically like one of the greatest goals you ever see he, he, he takes goal. he makes a run from pretty much midfield and air takes it all the way home and it's one of those moments where it's like especially for back then because like i think like if you did that shit now it might seem normal but like back then you didn't see guys basically like speed all the way down and just take it home with, well, and basically yeah. nobody could stop you. <laughs> you know, back then too, tackling was a lot more. Cool, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could get away with crunching someone and not have to worry about giving even a card. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. could crunch them. So to have, you know, the levels to go that whole full length of the field after England and to, you know, poke it through and still get tackled while you're poking that ball through to the net. Mm-hmm. I mean, that man single-handedly denied the cup going back home, quote-unquote. And um, Never going home. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, I know before he passed away, like, a lot of Brits would talk ill of Diego. You know, they would say, like, man, you know, like basically cursing his name all the time because he took, you know, their, their one shining moment to get the cup back home again. 
I mean, I was like, nah, son, not today. It's going back to South America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you, but you know what, though? Like, those two moments in that same game kind of encapsulates Maradona to a whole because you had the one moment of controversy, and then you had the one moment of straight brilliance. Oh, yeah. like, that's that's basically the duality of Maradona as a whole. It's like you, he could be, you know, the biggest scoundrel in the world, but he's going to give you some – a moment of excellence that you just like, it's going to blow your mind any, any day of the week. No, he, he truly showed that he's a flawed human being. And, but at the same time has the artistry of a, you know, of a, a Matisse, a Rembrandt, Van Gogh, or Kadir Nelson. Bam. Mm, 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 okay, mm. Okay. There you go. Mm. <laughs> See what I did there, coach? See what I did there? <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, for, for a king in this game, you know, one can only hope for the type of career and the type of life that Maradona had. You know, again, if we were, we're only doing this a little bit of justice, but if, like I said, if you have the time, check out the shit on YouTube. It's it, all that is down there. What, what you got, coach? I got a question for all three of you. What's up? So, uh, Maradona's son has proposed something and uh, honor in memory of his father. Mm-hmm. And he has proposed the idea of retiring the number 10 number jerseys for all the clubs that Maradona played for. And these are all historic clubs. Right. You know, whereas obviously Barcelona, Napoli, you know, Boca Juniors, like these are all iconic clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? What, I mean, this is like on some Jackie Robinson type stuff, you know. Jackie yeah, Robinson, yeah, yeah. Retired all MLB, but what y'all thoughts about that? What you, Mayor? I would say, and I thought about that. You just brought up Jackie Robinson, and even though Jackie Robinson's forty-two is retired, the last person to wear forty-two was Mariano Rivera, yeah. and he played up until a few years ago. I think he was actually given permission to wear the number by the family. So I say that to say I can see the son's point of wanting to um, retire the 10 from the clubs that his father played. But I think you can do both. I think you can retire the 10 but still allow certain players to wear it just because of the number and the significance of the position and the player mm-hmm. that the 10 represents on the on the on the pitch so you can still uh, retire the 10 Maradona in respect to his legacy but I think you could still give uh, the 10 his position on pitch those those, those clubs which what you got TK I'm in a bit of an agreement with uh, with Kane uh, I think it's like uh, we should like Napoli, sure, sure. Boca Juniors, sure. Barcelona, not really. Like I don't think that's gonna fly, just straight up. Um, you know, Argentina national team, hell no. Like you got too many kids who aspire to to reach those heights. It's like if they would have taken twenty three from the NBA and were like, no, nah, Jordan was the greatest ever. That's it. That's in the story. Like you leave no room for excellence to come after that, and then. It just it, it kind of pigeonholes that whole thing, and I I think there's a a little bit of give and take. So if they 
did something maybe at some of the clubs where they got permission from the family. Even that gets kind of muddy, you know? Like, they could just have, like, some grudge shit where, uh, like, oh, blah, 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 my son's married your daughter, and, you know, well, you know, like, there's all sorts of shit that could happen. So I think it should just be, like, an honorary retirement. It may sound super American, but, you know, I think that's the, the, the solution that gives you um, prospects for the future to see something, and you don't want to chase after that and then still give this man his grace and honor his memory, you know, you know, so that's, that's my opinion. TK, to your point, you mentioned two clubs. Well, you mentioned Barcelona and you said Argentina's national team. Who wears number 10 right now? You you already know. That's what I'm saying. It ain't going to fly. Right. So you have Maradona who is a soccer guy, football guy. But right now, in the uh, in the eye of soccer, right now, who's a god? Messi. That wears number ten, Messi. So you're looking at this generation of football and his resonance with the culture and how he is positioned. You're gonna tell Messi to take t- number ten off? I understand. This is out of respect for Maradona, but you're really gonna tell Messi, who is call him like back. God right I'm now, to take that. ten off? No, sir. <laughs> call no, him sir. back. Now, it's already been attempted for Argentina to retire to number 10. That's already been attempted, and FIFA was like, nah, F that, that ain't happening. This was done years ago. Um, Your numbers. (laughs) You know, FIFA is like, man, FIFA ain't ain't letting nobody get bigger than the game. Right. Which, I mean, to to an extent, like, it kind of makes sense. Right. It's one of the few times they're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Ish, ish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, FIFA. <laughs> I mean, I think we got two. Good, but but but, here, good here, but here's the thing that um I I thought of when I saw that article. Like, you think of like Jordan, and what he did with the Bulls, and then, or you also think about some some people think about you know what he did with the Wizards. Now, are we going to say that what he did with the Wizards was was worthy of retiring to number 23? Likely not. Nah. And all these considered, uh, Maradona was only at, at Barcelona for two years. Right. Like, and I think uh, people forget that after he left uh, Napoli, he was at Sevilla for like a year. Yeah, 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 Sevilla time, yeah. And, like, are you retiring the number there too? I'm like, yeah, he was barely there like six months. Like, not everyone has, you know, put in the equal time and impact to warrant that type of recognition. Like, granted, he's a god of the game, but at the same time, is he a god of Sevilla? Probably not. It's not even. But I think that. I won't like, be mad if they. Club, they. I'm oh, sorry. Go for it, Rashad. I was going to say I understand. I I agree with your point, Gergo, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if they still honored that legacy of him no, being in the game but he no. yeah he as far as their culture and their their legacy now nah, he isn't now there is long. like because like i i see it a lot especially like in college basketball because they only have like a limited number of um of numbers available uh what they do is very few get their number actually retired what what they also do is they retire their jersey which basically says okay hey we're like i said like y'all acknowledge you know the the achievement and that player but it doesn't actually retire the number itself. 
Like you basically have to have like all American or player of the year to actually get it retired and shit. Um, like if you ever like look at like a, uh, at UNC and like you see like all the numbers that they have uh, recognized like in their rafters and everything, they only have like five or six that are actually like straight up retired and like nobody can wear them at all. Everybody else is like, yeah, this guy was cool, but you can still wear that number. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. At the end of the day, it's about the dollar. So world yeah, football. There's definitely that part that, that plays into it. I mean, the number 10 is not just a, a number. It's not just a jersey. It's, it's a, a lifestyle. lifestyle. It's, it's, it, it, it's a position. So it's not like we're talking about the number 33, like, oh, Patrick Ewing or some shit like that, you know? Like, it, it's it's different. It's a position and it's a role and it's an iconic thing and all in, wrapped up in one. So, like, I, if I'm, you know, sitting here looking at the question for Twitter, it's any smart person at any soccer organization is going to say, hell Fuck no. no. My marketing dollars are going out the window. That's like, I guarantee if you looked up statistics for any club and across the world, the number 10 jersey is going to be the top three for any club. Try me. Yeah. So, you know, currently, like, so for Sevilla, you know, where the number 10? I haven't oh, checked ah, recently. Rakitich. What? Rakitic. Yep. Old Rakitic. Rakitic. Yeah. Carlos Tevez, number 10 for Boca Juniors. He wore like a 40 year old uh, Baradona jersey underneath because uh, uh, Boga played rare uh, tonight, uh, matter of fact, while we're recording this. And uh, Tevez scored. He pulls off his shirt. He's wearing a uh, Boca Junior shirt from 1981. That was a great year. 81 was a great year. Well, <clears throat> 82 was better. But um, nah, son. But, yeah. I, I, I was going to say 86, but you know, that thing happened. <laughs> but um but no, I, I think that uh yeah like you said like there's too many teams that rely on that 10 for for commercial purposes you know to be like yeah we're just going to go ahead and just drop it off entirely like they'll they'll have some type of recognition for it but it won't be taken out out of the rotation entirely like the only the only team I could really say that will probably do it for sure is Napoli. They've already uh, renamed their stadium after Maradona uh, down in Argentina. They renamed their League Cup after Maradona. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think beyond that, I think it's a stretch. Like, even, even for Boca, like, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of a stretch. There are a lot of iconic tens at Boca. Right, mm-hmm. right. You got Raquel May, you got Tevez, like, and countless other guys. I'm like, yeah, like, they're that one, I don't know for sure. It wouldn't shock me, but I just don't see it. But let us know what you guys think on a Twitter. Should World Football or any of Maradona's clubs uh, retire as 10 at FTC UTD? Um, but yes, real quick, one Greg, time, real quick, real quick. So, if you watch the documentary, about Maradona on HBO. One thing I always was interested in, and I did not know this going in before I watched the documentary, is that he he kind of identified as being black. And so, you know, with his kind of like poofy afro and everything like that. And I'm saying that to transition to some other drama that happened this past week 
Okay, now, we have to reset the clock and I, and I missed it. Oh, what? Do we have to reset the clock and I missed it? reset the clock, man. <laughs> the counter. Damn, COVID. Damn. Not even during COVID time. Oh. <laughs> but I'm saying that because also what happened this past week. Our boys in red, the three of us, um, part mm-hmm. of the three of us, uh, our boys in red from the red side of Manchester. Uh, they actually had a game last weekend against Southampton. Did well, came back, shocked the world. Shot, we shot the world. You know, they always come back and beat <laughs> Southampton. They've done it countless times. And it was due to Cavani being subbed on a half. It's the Cavani from Uruguay. Did a hell of a job. That country, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> they have so, their, uh, their history, you know, too. He's on he's on the gram. I think it was on Grant. It was on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was on the gram. And um, you know, his boys are shouting him out like good stuff, man. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, way to represent the team. Yeah, yeah, what up, bro? And then he says something replies basically, uh, yeah, gracias, Negrito. Now, for those of y'all who aren't familiar with it, tell tell us about the, the history of the Negrito name. So that comes from the word negro, which in Spanish, which literally means black. <laughs> it literally means black. So negro is how, in the, you know, the Spanish-speaking countries address many people of color as black, negro. Well, obviously, the word negro, negro, that has a lot of emotion and connotation connected with it and um without That's reading without reading the instagram room didn't realize using negrito is going to be interpreted as offensive because that's saying little blacky basically uh now so, mind you this might have been somebody that uh, it, it seemed like it was somebody that he actually is homies with but just you know it's kind of like the your your white homie who might say the n word around his real close homies. I don't, I don't have that. I don't. I don't have that white homie. Nope. Yeah, some some people do. Nope. I, I know they exist. This is a bad example. This is no, a no, bad example. But it's but it's accurate. No, it, it's accurate. And they get too loose with it, and then you realize, oh shit, I should have said it out here. And then you realize, yeah, you might get suspended by the FA because you got you got a little too loose with, you know, with your homies in public. This is the story in college of your white friend at the party, <laughs> and he's on the sauce. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's like, y'all brought me to the party. I'm at the cookout. And then <laughs> the song comes on, and it's like. Again, I said, yeah. read the Instagram room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah. it was crazy because, like, I've always had, like, it always baffles me. I'm so curious, man. I feel like I need to do some, like, you know, grad work on this. But, like, I, you know, I've watched, you know, Black and Latin America with uh, Henry Louis Gates. I've always just been so fascinated by, you know, the Black identity within Latin American culture. Mm-hmm. And, and I also say that because this summer was one of the hardest challenges I ever had where I had to talk about Black Lives Matter to an all 
Spanish speaking Hispanic group of teenagers. And it was one time like I felt like I missed on something because like they literally were looking at me like, what does this mean to us? Okay, Black Lives Matter. Well, okay. What is it? They, they did not identify with like words of systemic racism. Like that, that flew over their head. Flew over their head. And so I say all that because, like, I even when it uh, came out about the new, the, the Cavani um, replying like that, and then I started searching, just like, is Negrito like a fully accepted word? And of course, it says like the there's like two countries that accept that word as like a term of endearment, and Uruguay being one of them. And I was like, of course, that's like that's their loophole. That's their effing loophole. <laughs> Because remember, yeah, your, your boy uh, did that, you know, years back with with your hero, <laughs> with your hero Patrice Evra. And that didn't go oh, down yeah. too well. No, it did not. Honestly, man, if you guys are savvy to the um, Netflix show Narcos. There is a character called. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and that just goes to show you. I mean, honestly, I think that's part. I'm not sure if that's actually part of the story with Escobar and his close entourages, or if that was just poor writing from, you know, the, whoever wrote that part of the script. Um, for as, as far as it was probably know. accurate. However, as far as black, his I mean, name being Blackie, well, e- either way, no, that's accurate. That was they really called him black. <laughs> Either way, that not just goes to mm-hmm. furthermore prove the point that it is a widely used term, and they're just going to refer to you as your skin, you know, uh, by skin color. Negro is, uh, you know, I. I mean, if you're if you're, if you're the only well. black guy in a Latino Hispanic, you know, but that's not the thing, though, man. Like black is blended in South America. It's, it's, that is true. It's, it's that not, is true. It's not the same. Well. well like, you you be more that's outside. A, that's a, that's a, a deep dive right guy. there. That's a, that's a deep dive. You know, because then <laughs> you have the whole. Wait, what's the word? <laughs> that's a that's a whole deep dive. It's a whole deep dive. No, I'm, I'm just I, put the I, cap on. No, I, I am. I'm about to put my swimming cap on and dive in a little bit because, and this is what our show is about, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the culture of soccer, and this is culture I deal with all the time, and just the fact that like. You know, especially during this whole election period, they talk about the Latinx vote. And that's where I laugh. I'm like, y'all idiots. There's no monolithic term of what you can say as far as the Latinx vote. Do you know how diverse the Latinx community is? Like, just like if you say the black vote, it is as diverse as you can be. It's crazy to try to give this whole sweeping statement for a whole group of ethnic people. And, and, so, and probably even more so because you literally have, uh, you know, people from like a dozen different countries. You know, Mexicans don't think like Panamanians. Panamanians don't no. think like Dominicans. Dominicans don't think like the Caribbean. Just like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. look at the Caribbean. Look at, look at the island of Hispaniola. You got Dominicans on one side and you got Haitians on the other. Just, just that island on the other. Yeah. Just that exactly. island. And so when you really think about how it's that not friendly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fuck with him. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, 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 I just think it's interesting that, and the reason why I brought that up to connect it all, if you watch the documentary on how 
Diego Maradona, like he was kind of identified as being black, which I, that was a surprise to me. And then here you go, Edison Cavani down in Uruguay, and he's calling his black friend Negrito. And I'm just putting it out there. I'm just I'm, no, I, I I totally get it because like I Maradona definitely had like his strong uh, political beliefs. Anybody who's seen his uh his uh war criminal Bush uh t shirt, like yeah, like he made feelings known and, and and didn't hide that shit. But um Man was hanging with Castro on the regular, you know what I'm saying? Hey, homies. <laughs> homies. Smoking cigars together and everything. But probably yeah, not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got my cup washed it uh, this week. So yes, I'm I said one time for Diego. Armando Maradona. I said this this one this one's for you, man. Damn, he already drunk. He don't know what's cooking. <laughs> 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 you know he just uh, he just moved every day. Thanks for listening to part one of episode ninety-nine and our tribute to Diego Maradona. Stay tuned for part two and we'll keep listening to the Forticulture Soccer Podcast.